Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Penny for Your Thoughts today. Last Monday, we were in downtown Milwaukee. A week later, we're in downtown Kansas City. As we make the rounds here, the Fighting Illini men's basketball team playing tonight here in the Hall of Fame Classic, CBE Hall of Fame Classic, against the Cincinnati Bearcats tonight at 530. We'll talk about that as we go along here this morning. We are in Kansas City after the football game at Iowa City on Saturday that Illinois lost to Iowa 33-23. We'll get into that. Visit with Lauren Tate, of course, for two hours here this morning. I'll also do this show tomorrow morning, just an hour of a Penny for Your Thoughts, tomorrow here from Kansas City. Illinois will play either Arkansas or Bruce Weber's Kansas State Wildcats tomorrow here in Kansas City. And depending on what they do tonight, we'll determine when they play tomorrow. But uh, And then, of course... Uh, back home uh, Thanksgiving, and then a basketball game Friday night and a game on uh, Saturday in football. And then Monday, Notre Dame in for the Big Ten ACC Challenge. So a lot of games here, four games in seven days for Brad Underwood's team. Glad you're with us here this morning, 217-356-9397. Text line is 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. And Lauren Tate, they call this Feast Week. Man, we're feasting on sports this week i don't know where to turn <laughs> you got so much going on i just picked up my phone and i looked at it and old miss has just announced that they're going to give six thousand dollars a piece to 415 athletes at old miss as academic anybody that's eligible they're called academic bonuses from football sales isn't that amazing 415 wow. athletes are going to give them 2.5 million that's where the the game is going uh, it's becoming a professional sport isn't it i think so yeah with uh, the different you know you're starting with the nil and then in the, who knows where it goes from there yeah. i mean this <laughs> this is going to grow exponentially so hope you had a good weekend lauren and uh, wow a lot of uh line action the football <laughs> the basketball tonight i think uh, there's gonna be a lot of line fans here tonight a lot of k-state fans they're not uh, too far away. Cincinnati's got a good following, and of course Arkansas will bring some people too. So uh, this should be fun. Well, I'll say, and and you know, uh, this is uh, this Cincinnati team is kind of hard to figure out. I, I mean, they're so balanced that there's no great score on the team. I mean, the leading scorer is averaging twelve point five. I noticed uh, in one of their games uh, against uh, Georgia. They beat Georgia 73-68, which is a really good win. Nobody on the team scored over 11 points. They scored 73, and nobody scored over 11. Now, that's balance, isn't it? It really is. And they've got a new coach, guy that uh, used to be at, what, UNC Greensboro, and uh, came to Cincinnati and uh, has done off to a good start. But we remember some of those old uh, grudge matches with Huggy Bear and oh, yeah. back uh, 04, 05 in that range. Yeah, that's right, and and I I do remember when when Illinois beat them in the tournament that one year, 
I remember he the only way he, I could get an interview was if I walked with him. He was walking before the game. <laughs> I had to walk around the arena with him and trying to take notes. I mean, he was a gruff old devil. He still is. Yeah. But it uh, looks like West Virginia's got some problems this year. They've, they're not off to a very good start. Well, we'll talk about the uh, event uh, the next two nights here with Lauren, of course, and we'll take your phone calls, emails, and texts. What do you think of the football game on Saturday? We'll get your thoughts on that. Illini Volleyball, uh, they're heading down the stretch here as uh, the postseason is uh, fast approaching. And uh, women's basketball and uh, everything else that is happening. And the Unity Rockets playing for a state title this weekend. So that'll be fun to see this week. Yeah, they, they've, they've got a good ball club. They're, they're big and strong up front, and they've got a great quarterback there. They've got the right ingredients. And, of course, they have had four straight games at home. We'll see how they do on the road at DeKalb. And uh, they've, had, they've reached this point before multiple times under uh, Scott Hamilton uh, there at Tolono Unity. But they're, usually there's one team out there that they face in the final that, uh, you know, is really good too. And uh, hopefully they can uh, get over the top and, and win at this time because he's had an amazing career. Uh, down there at uh, my high school alma mater, Unity High School, in the uh, state championship. So, anyway, we'll, uh, Lauren, we'll get it cranked up here in a moment. I'll take an opening break, and we'll uh, get your thoughts on the football game and everything else happening. NFL yesterday, the Bears play on Thanksgiving Day. Coming up on Thursday, the Illini get Kofi back tonight. Boy, there's a, a lot to feast on and eat on here this morning as we get ready for the ball game tonight. We'll take our opening break. Blake Land is our producer today. Glad you're with us. Thanksgiving week and a lot of basketball to talk about in particular. Football as well. Brett Bielema hopefully back this week. All straight ahead on a penny for your thoughts here from Kansas City. Three receivers right, two to the left. From the Hawkeye 13, second and seven. Quick drop through to the right man, wide open. Caught into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Illinois. Luke Ford scores his second touchdown of the year. Man, was he wide open in the middle of the field. They spread the field, leaked out the tight end, and number 82 right there with a catch at about the seven and rambles his big body into the end zone. Touchdown, Illinois. Welcome back. We're in Kansas City. Lauren is in studio as we come your way here. And uh, I've been to Kansas City a few times, Lauren. I, uh, th- on a different time, different planet, I broadcast NAIA basketball at the old Kemper Arena back uh, when they would invite all 32 teams in the final. they just play game after game after game for several days. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. That's across town. This uh, arena is downtown uh, Kansas City, and it's the uh, T-Mobile Center, as it turns out. A very modern-looking building. And uh, right there near downtown, probably five or six blocks from the uh, team hotel. So uh, it'll be, it's a nice place. They've held the Big 12 tournament in there. I know uh, Brad's been in there as an assistant at K-State and should be a, a tournament-like atmosphere, I think, tonight. Well, it's a great chance for the Illini to bounce back from that rough game against Marquette. By the way, Marquette just looked awful yesterday. <laughs> they, they had won five in a row, and they looked pretty good, I thought. And then all of a sudden, they went against St. Bonnie. And St. Bonaventure won 70 to 54, I believe that score was. And, uh, and St. Bonnie hit two out of 17 threes. I mean, they weren't even hot, but they just broke the, when you break the press and they got a lot of good shots and Marquette just couldn't handle them yesterday. So I think this is going to be an interesting thing, uh, trying to use that full court pressure in, in college basketball. You, you have the good nights and the bad nights. And, and of course they had a very good night against Illinois, creating 26 turnovers, but, 
yesterday St. Bonnie just tore them apart. So who knows, huh? Remember, that's how uh, we played pressure defense first couple of years under, you know, Brad Underwood. Not the full court press every all the time, but, you know, got overextended sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, they had to change it up over time. But, yeah, St. Bonaventure is really good, too. I guess they're ranked. Uh, no, no, this is, you're the, right. Yeah. They're a good ball club, but that was that was just a, as, almost as lopsided as a Michigan loss yesterday to Arizona. <laughs> Arizona looked pretty that? good to me. Oh, boy, are they big. <laughs> and listen to this, Brian. i got to tell you this because, you know, I, I love this kind of stuff. Their center, uh, Coco, uh, Coloco, is from Cameroon. They also have starters from Lithuania, Montreal, Canada, and Estonia, and reserves from Mali, Sweden, and France. That's Arizona. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on. That, uh, we might as well be playing Europe or yeah, something. I guess so. Yeah, they've all come to Tucson. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they look really good. Michigan just looks a little, I don't know what. They look a little off to me. Well, the guards aren't great, and, and Dickinson has just had 11 points and 7 rebounds in this game. And, of course, he's an All-American, presumably. But Michigan lost... 80 to 62 and never in the ball game. Arizona just took, so we got a real tough one coming up with Arizona. Yes, we do. And Purdue looks good. Oh man, do they ever. And <laughs> alternating the, the big center 80 with, uh, with Williams is, is working out beautifully. I just, I thought, well, you know, you'd hate to have a great player sitting on the bench all the time. They have one of them sitting on the bench all the time, but, uh, when they're fresh, they're just killing people. They had 30 more points yesterday combined. Well, Purdue helped their uh, strength of schedule with their uh, wins over North Carolina and Villanova. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't get much bigger than that. So that's, that's right. Uh, Villanova is ranked in the top five or six, and mm-hmm. you know, in, in the early poll. But the polls don't mean anything yet. Although I I agree that Purdue's definitely one of the top two or three teams in the in the country based on what I've seen because they got they've got the they've got the really good guard in Ivy and they've got the the, the power in the center position and. You know, and they got the good. They've always got the good shooters on the perimeter, so they've got the they got the the perfect situation, I think, to, to make a run this year. I haven't seen a poll yet out for uh, the Illini. Did, uh, have you seen one yet? Uh, yeah, have they dropped I, any. Uh, yeah, yes, they did drop. Uh, I, but when you talk about you know, uh, different different national writers have had polls, and Illinois is down below fifteen. Yes. Okay. But. You know, it'll all change in the next few weeks. Either they'll, they'll pull, if they win, they'll pull right up. Because if you, if you beat, let's just say you beat Cincinnati and Arkansas, you're going to, you're going to be in the top 10 the next week. Mm-hmm. And then Arizona, as you say, looming out there. Oh, as well, boy. So. Yeah. That, that'd really yeah. do it. That'd throw you in the top five, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, it would. 217-356-9397. Any uh, comments or questions along the way? Uh, you can join in with us here. Penny, for your thoughts, we'll do the show tomorrow from here, just an hour. Paul Rudy and On the Money will do the uh, second hour back there in Champaign. And then uh, Scott will handle Penny for your thoughts on Wednesday. We've got a best of Penny show on Thanksgiving Day. So we'll be, I'll be off the next two days there, Wednesday, Thursday, back in studio on Friday. We've got another basketball game on uh, Friday night. Glad you're with us here uh, this morning. Well, and, let, let, uh, let me butt in and say something here about yes. why you should listen to Brian Barnhart on the radio broadcast of the football games. Because the announcers for the game Saturday were not on site. And you know they missed everything that happened in the start of that fourth quarter when they had the two thirty uh, the two fifteen yard penalties. Yep. Tell us what happened there, Brian. They didn't know. They they didn't even realize when they came back they weren't on site and they didn't yeah. know what happened. There was a double personal foul. Yeah. On Illinois. 
Yeah. And uh, so it just it went from whatever they I think they were going to be near midfield. It went all the way down to the whatever twenty yard line or something. Yeah, like I was that. in that range. And yeah, I, what did uh, what did Marchese and and uh, Kendall Smith do? I don't know. Kendall Smith, I think, and I I was trying to see the replay, and the the TV monitor was over my head. And of course, they didn't they didn't know what was happening anyway, as you said. So. Um, I can't remember. He either ran in there, and there was those sidelines, as you know, are so close, oh. so narrow. And I was there was a play, and it was just kind of a skirmish over there, okay, of some sort. And a couple of different players they started shoving, and there were two or three times during the game. And but I was just surprised that both flags were on Illinois. I mean, they just and I don't know what Marquise if Marquise was because uh, he was out there embracing his brother before the game. I don't know if. <laughs> Something happened there, or what? I'm kidding there, but I don't know. Um, well, that was a they, crucial time. I mean, yeah. The score was twenty to six, twenty to what was it? Twenty to sixteen. Illinois still in the game, only four points behind, and it is the beginning of the fourth quarter. Plenty of time, and that just really uh, put Illinois, you know, way back. I think they, I think they started on the 17 yard line. I, I think not, that's right. And and of course they got the field goal there. By the way, the defense just played terrific, but. They're not responsible for a, a hundred yard uh, kickoff return, which we haven't seen all year because McCourt's kicked everything in the end zone. What, what, what they have four returns in the entire season in the first, uh, well, the first ten games, right? And and then all of a sudden he kicks it to the goal line and the guy returns it for a touchdown. Just a, a killer play with Illinois ahead ten to nothing and had a lot of momentum and that just took the took that, that put the crowd right back in it. That was a key play, and you mentioned the defense making that stand, holding them to a field goal. The defense was put in all kinds of tough spots, and then they make a great play with Kirby Joseph in that interception. Yeah. Yep. And I thought right there, I thought, Lauren, we're going to win this game. I thought when he picked that off, um, but yep. it didn't happen. Um, no, they just uh, the offense was really poor. It was amazing. Here's what's the most amazing thing about that game: in that first series, Peters was terrific. He was making perfect throws. He had the ball right on the money. He threw that 13-yard touchdown pass that they had a, a breakdown in the secondary and left him wide open, And of course, on that play. But he completed six passes in that, in that uh, series. And do you know, in the rest of that game, and including that drive, Illinois never had one single rushing play by the running backs. Mm-hmm. I emphasize by the running backs, the two running backs. Never had a, a gain over six yards in the rest of the game. Yeah, I think we only had after halftime there for a stretch. We only had like two first downs, I think. Yeah, it was at one point. I mean, the offense just completely. Well, I say the offense, but I mean, Iowa's got a good defense, mm-hmm. and Iowa just stuffed them. That's what they did, and and then all of a sudden, after being so accurate in that first series, Peters was off the mark, and when he was on the mark, we had a couple of drops. So it just the off the the passing just went completely um, out the window. And the running game, as you said, never got started. Oh, no. no. Nothing. Nothing at all. So you just have to accept eight straight losses to Iowa, and what yeah. can you say? <laughs> well, it's on to Northwestern, Yeah, and uh, that's always a tricky game for us. Well, yeah, I looked it up the other day. I, they we're 4-14 and 14 against them in the last 18 games. Isn't we won something? four of the last 18 against Nebraska and 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 Northwestern has had, mm, they've had some good teams, but n- not that many. I mean, this is another weak team this year. 
I think they've only won three games, haven't they? Right, and one in the conference. Yeah. I think they've lost five in a row well, coming into this game. Well, Illinois has got to turn that one. They've got to turn that one. Yeah. And we'll have uh, Bielema back. How much do you think that affected the game? You know, Martin was talking about that a little bit. In some key spots, he, he thought, you know, it's one of those things where, okay, the, he's the head coach. What are you going to do? Well, now there's a fourth you know? down play, Brian. Right, I know. And, and they were going to punt, <laughs> and they didn't punt, and they didn't make it. Mm-hmm. So yep. what would Bielema done in that circumstance? I yeah, think he probably would have punted. They were going to punt, and then they called timeout to discuss it, and I think they changed their mind. Do you? Yeah, and, I, and things like that, I, that's where I think you miss the head, you know, you, if you're going to miss the head coach, no matter all the planning you do, which I thought they did a great job, you know, throughout the week with everything, that's where you, um, you know, the communication where you usually have it, it isn't there. You know, I mean, as far as the head guy making the call. And um, I thought they were going to punt. I thought about punting it deep and pinning Iowa mm-hmm. in the corner is what I thought. Yeah. But, uh, and they could have had the first down if, if the ball was hung on to, I think. Because yeah. I know, was it four that tried to make the catch, I think? Yeah. Yeah, so. well, it's not fair. But, uh, Ford didn't exactly drop the ball. The guy, mm-hmm. as, just as it went into his stomach, the guy hit it. The defender hit it really hard and knocked it loose. Mm-hmm. If, if we're talking about the same play. I'm, right, uh, yeah, uh, I am. He, mm-hmm. he, as he went to the ground he, uh, with the ball, uh, the, the defender hit it out. It's pretty hard to hold on to the ball when you, just, when you just got it and the guy's hitting it. You know, that's pretty tough. So, uh, as of right now, um, Iowa won, uh, Wisconsin, uh, but they can uh, pretty much wrap it up, right? Wisconsin's in the driver's seat. All they got to do is win. Because they've got the tiebreaker with Iowa, so that's good. And uh, Iowa, I think, plays Nebraska next. By the way, did, Nebraska's had, the, the during the series of close losses, I mm-hmm. I want to say they've, they've out of 23 one-touchdown games, they've lost 18. It's a, it's a strange number. I mean... It, and, and and even in this game, it was tied late. Uh, Brian Wisconsin scored, and then of course Nebraska had a chance to come back and tie it, but they got down there and couldn't get it in the end zone. And that just seems to be what's happening. That seems to be what's happening to Nebraska. They just keep losing close games. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven is our number. Text line is two one seven three five one five three five seven. Hi Brian and Lauren. Rockets are bringing back a state title trophy to Rocket Nation. They're confident. The Boilermakers looking tough with two big wins over North Carolina and Nova. Um, Let's see here. Good morning, Brian and Lauren. As tired as I am of losing to Iowa, I'm also very tired of losing to Northwestern, (laughs) which is what you were saying. Uh, I'm eating some serious crow this morning, a listener says. I thought if Unity won on Saturday, they would certainly play IC Catholic in the title game. Uh, I didn't believe anybody stood a chance against IC Catholic in 3A, but Byron had an upset for the ages. They were trailing 14 to nothing with four minutes left to go. Oh, man. They scored, recovered an onside kick with two minutes to play, scored with five seconds left to move the score to 14 to 13. Oh, whoa. The, the coach asked the seniors what they wanted to do, and they said they wanted to go for the win. The running back barely got the nose of the ball across the goal line on a play that would have been reviewed in college, and the place went crazy. Enormous upset for Byron to advance to the 3A title game. Hmm. I had not heard about that. No, that's <laughs> okay. So this beat Byron. <laughs> and we need to mention too. Speaking of championships with the Parkland College volleyball team. Yeah. So congratulations to them. Wow. It's amazing how consistent they are. Yeah, and they've uh, 
able to break through. And I know they've had a great run at Parkland with their athletic department in uh, various sports competing at a very high level at the uh, junior college level. So certainly congratulations to them. All right, need to get another break in here. We've got some news headlines coming up here in a little bit. But we'll take this break. Lauren and I return your thoughts on the football, on the basketball. Illinois tonight getting Kofi back. Uh, That would make a difference, I would think. And uh, we'll talk about it next here from Kansas City on Penny for Your Thoughts. Well, we're approaching the bottom of the hour here. I'm in Kansas City. Lauren is in studio. We're talking Illinois football and uh, basketball and the national uh, news as well. The uh, NFL heading into Thanksgiving week. The Bears will be involved in that against uh, Detroit coming up on Thursday. And uh, got to uh, Kansas City late on Saturday night, Lauren. Walked into the hotel, which was just jammed with people. I mean, it was absolutely buzzing. Uh, and I thought we drove down I-35 from uh, Des Moines to Kansas City. I thought I'd driven too far to Dallas. You wouldn't believe how many Cowboy fans were in this hotel the other night. Well, they got a good team to follow. <laughs> <laughs> and they travel well, apparently. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of Chiefs fans, too, of course. Uh, but, man, the Cowboy fans were everywhere here. So, And they played yesterday uh, here in Kansas City with the, uh, with the Chiefs uh, with the win. So uh, Kofi Coburn is back, and um, boy, I'd, uh, we could have used him the other night. I think Brad Underwood said we'd probably win the game up in Marquette with him. Well, I, I think, think that's right. a reasonable assumption. Yeah. I think that yeah. the, the team went kind of a little bit berserk in that game. For, didn't play as good a defense as you would expect them to, and and um, you know had a lot of shots blocked. And, of course, we all know that Curbelo had a rough game, and 26 turnovers is just, you know, I, I just can't believe we had that many, but uh, – I think maybe playing against that pressure this early in the season without Kofi uh, led to that, and they got to recover. This is a chance to bounce back tonight. Yes, it is. All right, yeah, 26 turnovers. That'll that'll get you beat. And that was the most, by the way, in about 20 years hmm. uh, since a game against Duke back in 2000. Uh, Chris is on the line here before the news. How you doing, Chris? Uh, good. How you all doing? Good. Uh, I just wanted to say on that, fourth down play you were talking about oh Brandon Peters he didn't want to leave the field and that's why they called timeout and I think he made the call to go for it I don't think he'd have done that if coach would have been there I think he'd have just come off and let him punt well when we punt we should have ran and when we run we should have punted <laughs> that's, yeah. that, that, yeah. that's what it is this season yeah well, yeah, that's that's the that's that that's that, that that's the thing that went through my head is like, okay, well, you know, for all the people that say you should go for it, it's like, here you go. Here's what happens yeah. if you don't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and no, this I was think a that pe- should have been a punt, but uh, I think I think if coach would have been there, I don't think he would have stayed on the field like he did because you saw you, if you go back and watch the game, you see him throw his hands up like, no, we're going for it, and then they called timeout and came back and went for it, so. Well, all quarterbacks and all offensive players always want to go for it. Oh yeah, they always yeah they always <laughs> want to go for it. I get that. Yeah, and fan and fans too. Oh yeah, and fans too. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm I, I'm an Iowa fan. I would have punted it. So, yeah. well, I, okay, I Iowa would have punted it, and and that, they <laughs> yeah. just they oh, played yeah. to their defense, and no wonder yeah. they got a terrific defense. Right. So, but and a and a pretty good kick returner. Hmm. Boy, yeah, he, yeah. He was trouble the whole game. 
Yeah, they they quit kicking to him there in the second half, or toward the end. They didn't kick mm. to him anymore. Yeah, they even started kicking it on the ground. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. Good to hear from you. All right. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. And two one seven three five six nine three nine seven is our number here on a penny for your thoughts. If you have some comments on the football game from Saturday, one game left against Northwestern on uh, Saturday at 2.30, or the basketball game tonight, our coverage starting at 3.30 with Illini game day. And uh, from Kansas City with a tip, Dion will join me uh, coming up at uh, 5.30 this evening. Our news headlines are brought to you by our friends at First Mid Bank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. Let's go to CBS News for an update. 53-yard attempt, which would match his season long to get Illinois within four. Snap back. Kick in the air. It is up, and it is good again for James McCourt. Not guy, not bad for a guy with an injured leg <laughs> from earlier bomb. in the game. It's a bomb. Wow. Yeah, McCourt got banged up on that Charlie Jones uh, 100-yard kickoff return, and uh, eventually Caleb Griffin, I think, kicked off a couple of times. But as it turned out, he uh, hit from 53 again. That's eight field goals, Lauren, from 50 yards and beyond. Well, he's the best kicker we've ever had, I'm sure. And by the way, we're going to have a pretty good one next year in Griffin, I think. I don't know how, you know, can he be as accurate as as McCord? I don't know, but he's certainly got a tremendous leg. And uh, by the way, I was going to mention to you that, you know, when you when you kick off and kick off and kick off through 10 games and nobody ever returns anything, four, four, four balls were returned out of all those kickoffs and nothing of significance and all of a sudden, a guy breaks one. I mean, you kind of, you know, that the thing is, you don't have your regulars in there on these special teams. You've got a bunch of subs, and in this case, they just didn't have anybody could get to the could get to Jones. And uh, the last guy, of course, to, to have a shot at him was McCourt himself along the sideline, and he outran McCourt. So uh, Illinois with one football game left, and uh, we mentioned Northwestern. They lost at Wrigley Field. They played up there against Purdue yep. on Saturday. Purdue's just uh, Purdue's had a pretty good year for Purdue, I think. And, <laughs> That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they, they're not they weren't expected to win the league or anything, but they've won a bunch of games. And you know, they they've they've uh, they're the ones that spoiled it for Michigan State. How'd Michigan State do Saturday? I didn't hear. Yeah. <laughs> Did they show up? <laughs> man, oh man! And they just gave the. Uh, coach a contract extension. Oh today. yeah, nine yeah. what nine point five million for ten consecutive years, yeah. and uh, all of a sudden they get they're forty nine to nothing down at halftime, and they didn't know what hit them. Stroud's passing was what was it thirty two out of thirty five? I mean he's just sensational, mm. and all his passes was right on the money. A lot of them were short passes where the guys caught the ball and ran for a lot of yards. I mean they just had everything going, and Michigan State really never knew what hit them, did they? They never did. I mean, what was it at half? I forget. 49 to nothing. 49 to nothing. Yeah, and I, I did not watch the second half. I have no idea what happened, but I, I got a hunch that Ohio State played a lot of reserves after that. They only scored one touchdown in the second half. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the phones here, and uh, I think Bill's got some comments for us. Uh, go ahead, Bill. Warren, this is Bill McCarty. How you doing, Bill? Good. I haven't talked to you for a long time, and... I'm living in Bloomington now. Uh, Rob Judson's our son-in-law, and his wife is our daughter. She's here. Rob goes everywhere coaching. He's just now started coaching the largest high school in 
Chicago. He he was coaching at the university in Wisconsin for five years. So uh, just thought I'd give you a call and. Well, you got uh, Brian. You got to know Bill. Bill, you know George Chaplin and Bill McCarty are two guys I've, I've I should hate because they were centers on basketball teams that beat us when I was a senior. McCarty was a senior. <laughs> Not much. He was a center for uh, uh, Tuscola. Tuscola. And uh, we lost by one point in 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 Monticello to, and and I I don't know what happened in that game. You got us right at the end, Bill. Well, we started out pretty well. It was a great game. You know, Monticello and Tuscola were always neck and neck. Yeah. And if we could beat Lauren Tate, it was a Oh, yeah, listen. We we whipped you in Tuscola, and you came back and beat us at home. Yeah, but you beat us in Tuscola. So you're doing so well, Lauren. We're both 90 years old, (laughs) maybe 90 and a half. And I think you're – I'm fortunate. I live here with my wife in a retirement home and close to Kim Judson. Yeah, uh, who married Rob Judson, and mm-hmm. Rob right now is just uh, he was coaching at a university in Wisconsin, and then he took the job just now at the largest uh, school in downtown Chicago. That's in the Big East out in New York. He just yeah. started there. So. DePaul, yeah. He coaches there. They can't give it up. He's sixty-three, and I said, well, Rob, when are you going to quit coaching? So I don't know. <laughs> well, I hate to bother you. I just was so nice to talk to you lauren lauren was well he he made a he, he made it tough for tuscola every time he <laughs> we had good games <laughs> even when we were in the eighth grade we did get you in softball in the eighth grade <laughs> yeah well anyway, you cheated sorry to take your you cheated <laughs> well we had corky waters you couldn't hit him i know but i think you had corky's dad umpire too <laughs> uh, Bill, thank you for calling. I love to kid with you. Oh, I wish I could hear your program here, but it's so good to talk to you, Lauren. Stay healthy. All right. I'm so, trying. Sorry to take your time. All Bye-bye. right, Bill. Hey. Bye-bye. Very good. Wow. Rob Judson's father-in-law. Mm-hmm. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Of course, Rob was up at Marquette until recently. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, is is he on the staff now at DePaul? Yeah, and I can't remember if it's assistant to the head coach or yeah. it's one of those type positions, mm-hmm. I think, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. But uh, certainly still around the game, very much plugged in. Uh, 217-351-5357 is our uh, text line or email bag, of course. Talk at WDWS.com. Uh, the 100-yard run back by the Iowa football team should have included a holding at about the 50-yard line. Uh, there was not a referee on site. The referee was on the other side. The announcers on TV were second rate. Uh, the minute Iowa scored on the run back, there was not a better player in the universe. The braggadocios went on for several minutes. <laughs> so, well, when you're not at the game, you have to say stuff, right? I mean, yeah. you have to make stuff up because they were not on site. Right. I've been there. I know it's, it's not, a, it's it's not easy to do. It's really hard. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you're at the mercy of what you see on the screen. Yeah, and, and when uh, what, all the happening there at one time was – during the timeout when they had nothing on the screen except commercials. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the listener goes on to say, uh, BG says, I was stunned when we got back in the game and the Illinois had the ball on the eight-yard line. Uh, so, yes, Illinois uh, kept it close, as they've had in several games this year, unable to get over the top in a handful of them. They've won a couple of close ones, too. But, um, anyway, one final game to go on Saturday. I believe we have another, uh, let's see here, is Carl. Go ahead, Carl. 
Yeah, it's me. Yes, uh, sir. Go ahead. I just wanted to comment about the all the turnovers in the Marquette game. I recall last year at the beginning, there uh, they had a lot of turnovers. Right. Even though they were beating some weaker teams, they were turning the ball over. So maybe it's just uh, the beginning of the season, and they can they can straighten it out. Well, they'll straighten it out because ultimately Underwood's going to play the guys that don't turn it over, isn't he? Yeah. He's in charge of the thing, and he's, he always has a way of uh, getting things back on track. And I think he will. I think you'll see that tonight. Yeah, so always glad be glad to see Kofi back in the lineup. So mm-hmm. should make things interesting. Absolutely. So, well, you know, very good, Carl. Anything else, Carl? Well, I I was just thinking that uh, uh, Bealum not being on the sidelines just hurt from a from a psychological standpoint because I think he's just a good sideline coach, and his absence kind of maybe not tangibly, but just. Uh, from that standpoint, uh, was cost him about three or four points. I don't, but well, you never know. You're probably right about that. Yeah, I think we all feel that way. Uh, they also were hurt by the fact that, uh, and Brian, I didn't know this going into the game, but uh, Perry was evidently. Why was Perry out? He didn't play in the game. He's they our did, nose. They, yeah, nose they t- never really said. Yeah, Avery. Uh, Avery play. was in there, and he got hurt at one time, but mm-hmm. came back in, but. Mm-hmm. Perry has been a key guy. When they went to the odd front, he was the guy in the middle. He was a nose tackle uh, uh, between uh, Newton and Randolph and key position. And I thought at times we weren't very effective at stopping them in in runs up in that area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they missed him. And, uh, boy, what a day by Isaiah Gay, though. Oh, he was terrific. You know, they just just didn't block him some of those times. I mean, it's amazing how easily he got in there. And, what, he had five and a half – Tackles behind the line, mm-hmm. amazing. He I had mean, three in a row, I think. Yeah, on one he did. And now those are really good plays. Mm-hmm. Those are right on the line of scrimmage. I think each one was one yard behind the line of scrimmage. Yep, five a uh, bunch of tackles for loss in that game for Illinois, a sack or two, and but unfortunately not enough offense, and uh, so the Illini falls short in Iowa City. I uh, got a text here that says Kansas City resident. I'm excited about going to the game tonight. To see our Illini, any possibilities exist for five and seven teams this year to go bowling, as has happened in some years? Well, evidently there's a long shot chance. I think that's the best way to put it. If you're talking about Illinois, um, if they finish five and seven, we won't know until until uh, the final uh, the final weekend here and find out how many teams actually uh, finish with six wins. And there might be uh, a couple of slots. There may be. I saw the numbers uh, last week, uh, Brian, before the weekend, and it was like out of 80, you need 82 teams in 41 bowls, and it was in the 70s already. So it's close. It's going to be close. And it just depends on how many teams. Uh, I heard uh, that two uh, teams with five wins, I mean, I'm sorry, that eight of those teams play each other. Four games involved teams where you have to have one of them win, uh, a sixth win. Mm-hmm. So anyway, 
And they base the, the if you're, they're choosing you, it's based on academics, right? I think is how they, is it, you're, you're, I think the, you choosing it, a, among it, five win teams, I'm uh-huh. saying. Yeah, I think. Well, Illinois ought to do all right in that. Yeah. I, I would think they'd want Illinois. If they could, a Big Ten team would be good. But sure. Illinois has got to beat Northwestern before we can even worry about it. I know, and that, <laughs> that's been the trick. Even the, the bad Northwestern teams have uh, given us fits here in, the, in recent years. I'm thinking even back as far as Ron Turner's Big Ten title team, that game was in doubt you know, oh, until yeah. near the end. It I seemed mean, to me were, like they were passing in the end zone at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Steve. I think he wants to talk some basketball. Hi, Steve. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, uh, currently headed – your way, Brian, uh, oh. to enjoy the uh, tournament there. So excited to, to get down and, and watch the team in person here. Uh, well, good. It, it should it should feel like an NCAA tournament, I think, with the different crowds that will be there. Yeah, I, I would think we'll have the larger crowd for the Cincinnati game, just where Cincinnati's, you know, three hours farther drive, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Kansas State and Arkansas should bring some pretty good crowds because they're the closest teams to Kansas City. But uh, when I went to buy my tickets, the only you could even uh, uh, select tickets in the upper deck. So I don't know if they're not using uh, the whole arena or not. Have you? Uh, do you have any insight on that? I don't. I have not heard that. That's interesting. Yeah, you couldn't even select a seat there, so huh. I, I don't know if they're just using the, the lower level seats uh, or, or not. So, because hmm. I, I heard it holds uh, eighteen thousand, I, I don't know, if, you know, what they're expecting crowd wise yeah. there for the games, hmm. but uh, it, it does hold quite a few people. Uh, yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. So I haven't heard a, anything about that. Yeah, so that'll be interesting, kind of see how that uh, looks uh, tonight, but. I guess my comment for, for the team is, you know, with losing Io from the team last year, we I feel like we need one more guy that can create his own shot or create a shot for others. Because uh, when we, you know, in the Marquette game, you know, we had Corbello out there. He can obviously create his own shot. Uh, and then Trent Frazier can. But, you know, Granderson and some of the uh, – DeMonte Williams, some of those guys – they're more of, to me, spot-up shooters. They're the guys that, you know, if they're open, they're going to knock something down, but they're not going to create much for others or uh, or for themselves. But So I don't know if Austin Hutchinson sounds like he's going to dress tonight. Um, I don't know if he'll play or not, but uh, maybe he could be that guy for us. But I feel like we need one more guy that can step up and, and be able to create for others or create for themselves, and this will really raise the level of play. Uh, for this team, and, and maybe Colvin Hawkins would be that guy too. Uh, I just haven't seen much in terms of uh, him being able to get around folks and make moves in the post. Uh, he's, he's scoring most of his baskets off of uh, open shots and, and attacking the rim and getting offensive rebounds. But uh, and we need that as well. But I just feel like we need one more guy that can. You think Plummer could be that guy? Plummer's got a he's an awful good three point shooter in his at least in his background. He hadn't shown it so much for Illinois so far. Yeah, I think he possibly could. I mean, we haven't seen it yet. Uh, but I mean, Underwood said he's one of the best shooters he's ever coached. So I'm cut, we're, I think we're all waiting for him to finally open up there. Uh, you know, he he had that he got the ball at the end of the shot clock in the Marquette game and. 
got called for a travel that I thought was kind of questionable. It looked like he was just a, a long step back to three, get him some space to shoot. Um, but he might – I don't know how well he can create off the dribble, though, Lauren. That's it my doesn't, concern. doesn't look like it, does it? He looks like he's mainly right. just a long-range shooter. But, right. boy, he had great stats at the end of the season last year for Utah. Yeah, he sure did. And we got to try to get him some open looks and see if we can get him on track uh, shooting, and we'll be, we'll be doing well. Well, thank All you. All right. Well, thank you. Appreciate the call, Steve. Have a safe trip over. All right, sure will. Go Illini. Yep, go Illini. You'll like downtown Kansas City. Thanks for being with us. All right, a quick break here. Uh, as we uh, move along closer to the top of the hour, CBS News coming up here at the top of the hour. Lauren and I back with hour number two in a little bit. But first, here at 9.54, this time out. We're on the same time zone here in Kansas City as you are there in uh, Champaign. We're in downtown Kansas City. Hall of Fame Classic tonight. They've been doing this for a couple of decades, I guess, this particular event. And uh, Kansas State uh, has been involved, as has Kansas over the years. Uh, Kansas State plays tonight against Arkansas and Bruce Weber's team. And depending on what happens here tonight, we could be playing K-State, which would make for an interesting storyline. Uh, or Arkansas, depending on what happens in the game tonight with Cincinnati. Uh, the folks at Busey, Busey Wealth Management, tax planning here as we approach the end of the year. They say to maximize your tax deductions across the board and plan your tax strategy for the coming year. Charitable contributions, they decrease your current and future income taxes, reduce potential estate taxes, and help to provide, uh, provide for retirement income. College planning, of course, you want to be thinking about that if you've got a youngster in that range, uh, you have a range of opportunities to save for your kids and grandkids. Retirement planning, working with your financial advisor to align your spending, saving, and investment strategy. And, of course, be thinking about wealth transfer, preserving your assets, reducing uh, taxes paid by your heirs, and unlike opportunities for future generations. 1-800-67-BUSEY or go to Busey.com. About a minute uh, left here before we have to break for the weather and the news. Had a uh, texter say uh, they shouldn't, uh, what did they say? They said something about Wrigley Field. Oh, they shouldn't allow a game at Wrigley Field again, <laughs> the way the field was placed. At least they played both ways. Well, that's right. I, I, I think the only reason they shouldn't have them is because Northwestern is not winning up there. <laughs> yeah, they're owed a couple, lost a couple of those. That's uh, right. One to Illinois and one to Purdue. So, All right, Lauren, we'll continue our discussion in the second hour. So uh, grab something to drink or whatever, and we'll uh, we'll rejoin you here in just a little bit as we uh, have Illinois basketball to talk about. We're going to go through some of the previous meetings with Cincinnati. One goes back to 1963, by the way. Uh, we'll do that here in a little bit. This is uh, News Talk 1400 AM and 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, approaching 10 o'clock. Here's a weather update first. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart.
Kansas City. We're not far from 12th Street, by the way. I think the hotel's right off of 11th and 12th. Lauren, I thought you might like a little country music there. I did. I loved it. How about that? <laughs> Who was that singing? Help me. Uh, Blake's going to have to tell me. I can't remember. So I'll have him look it up. He's, he's I, looking I, right I, now. Was, he's checking it, on it the out. Tip, it was on the tip of my tongue, and I just forgot it. I but, didn't uh, recognize who that was. Yeah. I'm I think sure it I came will. out like 58 or 59, I think. Yeah. So. Well, that's before I was born. So I, I... <laughs> well, uh, we're on a second hour. We're here for basketball tonight, of course. Illinois and Cincinnati, the Bearcats uh, in town. They've got a new coach. Uh, McCronin, of course, had been the coach previously. They had another. Brennan was there for a couple of years, and then he got uh, let go or put on leave permanently, and then they brought in the coach from uh, UNC Greensboro. And we're talking Illini basketball. We're talking Illinois football, uh, Big Ten, whatever. We, the Big Ten, by the way, uh, just came out uh, with their defensive player of the week, and it's Isaiah Gay. Well, so. he should be. <laughs> who, who ever heard a guy getting five and a half tackles behind the line, huh? He was sensational in that game. Yep, he certainly uh, was. Uh, Wilbert Harrison is who sang that song. Well, I don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> but Wilbert did a good job. But, but he, he did do a real good job. By the way, announcer air here, uh, our listener had said, uh, I didn't think they would allow a game at Wrigley Field again. They liked the game, the fact the game was played at Wrigley, just the way the field was placed. It was, I think, the same direction, third base dug out to right field, but, of course, they've expanded Wrigley a little bit mm-hmm. since the last time we were there. Took out the now, dugout. Lauren, yeah. the dugout. Now, the, when the Bears played there years ago, it was the other, right out to left field, I think, from the first base dugout, is what somebody told me. Yeah, I think that's right. I saw many games there, but I'm trying to remember. I think that's right. <laughs> it went out to left field. I think it's, I'm almost sure yeah. it did. But in this case, it went to right field. So uh, I think mm-hmm. that's that's true. Yeah, it was different. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we have a caller on the line here as we talk Illini uh, stuff here today. Of course, the big game tonight. We'll have all our coverage starting at uh, 3.30. The game is at 5.30, Illinois and Cincinnati. Uh, Howard is on the line here. Howard, good morning. Morning. Lauren, do you think Underwood is going to slow Bellow down a little bit tonight? How's, it, what's he gonna, how's he going to approach that? Well, he's going to tell Bellow to play his game. He's going to tell Corbello to play his normal game and just try to cut down on the mistakes. And I don't think I think Corbello doesn't need to be coached on that. He he understands it. I mean, wouldn't you? You can't. Yeah, you know, he, he took eighteen shots. When's the last time? Tell me, Brian. When's the last time an Illinois player took eighteen shots? Did did Io take eighteen shots? Well, hmm. I don't. In a I was, game? I'm sure he did at some point, but I. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember I mean, that. Ohio had such a different uh, shot selection that mm-hmm. he, he he was always around the basket a little closer and yeah. close in drives. Yeah, but I don't think he took eighteen. <laughs> I don't. You know, I will look back, and it'd be easy to look up. But I just, I all I'm saying is that that you he won't take eighteen shots tonight, Curbelo, and I'm sure that he'll be looking to feed other guys, and I think that we'll. You'll see the ball going to Kofi a lot, and you'll see Cincinnati. Look, they got four centers, 
This is crazy, Brian. They got four. They got a guy from Nigeria who's six eleven. He's a fifth year senior. They got a guy from Russia who's six eleven. They got a guy from Texas who's seven foot one. They they got four centers to to you know fouls won't be a problem for them because none of these guys is essential to their team. And the and they've got a guy uh, Koval who has over three hundred and forty career blocks. Yeah. The seven-one kid. Yeah, and he hit the winning basket. Or not the winning basket. They won by five against Georgia. But he had a three-point shot. was his only basket of the game uh, late in that game to help them beat Georgia. It was a crucial shot of the game, they said. So, Lauren, the wheels really came off of, down in Florida, didn't they? The wheels came off in Florida. I know about the Gators. Oh, you mean uh, in firing Mullen? Yeah. Okay, well, it's... He switched the football on me. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, look, there, there are 11 coaches right now. There are 11 uh, schools looking for coaches, and three schools have already signed coaches. So there are 14 changes already. Can you imagine the number of assistant coaches who are out looking for jobs? Has Florida hired a new coach yet? No. No, they haven't. No. USC, Florida, and LSU are all chasing the same people. Florida lost four of their top-notch recruits uh, uh, recently, and uh, then, then losing six SEC games just doesn't sit well down there. Well, there's going to be a lot of high, a lot of high school players changing their minds. There's going to be a lot of transfers, and just wait till this season's over. Wait another week, and you're going to see the a flood of players wanting to change schools. Well, Ed Orgeron just won a title there, and he's out. Yeah, you know. I mean, good grief. <laughs> yeah, it's all about what have you done for me lately when you get yeah. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's, that, that's, that's pretty dog-eat-dog environment down there. Yeah. yeah. I think it's getting worse. I, I, <laughs> Iowa State is coming. They're going to be on the losing side. We're, we're not too far from them right now. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We've got to get some offense. We've got to figure out some way to score next year, and we've got to find a quarterback, I think, and – and maybe an offensive lineman or two, and maybe a receiver. I mean, how Illinois is last in the Big Ten in receiving, in, in, in receiver talent. I don't think anybody will argue that. Mm-hmm. And right now we're pretty close to last next year, going into next year, as far as quarterback's concerned, because we're kind of starting over. Mm-hmm. Lauren, the week of the bye week, I was down in Culver's one night, and Isaiah Gay was down there. And we got to talking, and he was he was so pumped up about the remainder of the season. He, he was such a nice guy, and uh, he was really hyped up about bowl chances. And he's he said we're going we're going to Iowa with a good attitude. He said we've been practicing really hard, and I made mention to him that how well they were how well they were playing, and and. Uh, well, the defense really played well, but there's no defense for a pick six. There's no defense for a 100-yard kickoff return, and that's what happened. Yeah, I, I understand that, yeah. But uh, I, Iowa's days are coming. They're going to be on the losing side because we're not too far away from Don't you believe that? Don't you believe that? Iowa's here to stay. Well, I think we're we're on the rise, too. I'm not saying that we're, we're not, but I'm just telling you, Iowa's one, beat us eight straight – I don't know when we're going to beat them because their defense is way better than ours and their offense is better too. And their special teams are better in this game. They had us all the way. I mean, 
I'm not saying we can't beat them, but I, I'm just saying that to, to think that I was going to come back to us is you're wrong because they've been winning like this for years. They've been steady. They've been, they got Ferentz and he's got a contract through 2025 and, and he, he's just going to keep winning. There's one team I want to beat. It's them. I probably more so than Michigan now, but cause I, I just can't stand them out there. Well, that'd be That'd nice. Be here or there, All right. Well, thank you, Howard. All right. Thank you. Yep. yep. Good to hear from you. Thank you for the call. 217-356-9397 is our uh, number. Hi, Brian and Lauren. I think Bielema has the program on the right track compared to the previous years. We just don't have a Big Ten quality offense overall at this point. Only a few offensive standouts, but quarterback line and receiving crew not Big Ten quality. Hopefully recruits and transfers can bolster this. The defense has made great strides, but no defense can play that many minutes a game effectively. That's good. That's so, exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that, and as I, I repeat and repeat, you can't, you can't defend on a, on a pick six, and you can't, your defense is not on the field when you have a, a kickoff return. And those things, those are, those are killers. If Illinois could have avoided the kickoff return early, who knows how long they could have hung on there. That ten, you know, it was going to be a low-scoring game at that point, but that kind of changed things. Uh, good morning, guys. I have a big question: What state is Kansas City in? Missouri or Kansas? <laughs> which Kansas? Which which city well, they, are you talking about? It's both. There's yeah, two. Yeah, there's there's, there's a Kansas City, Missouri, and a Kansas City, Kansas. Right. Right across the river from each other. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're in Missouri right now. So that's where we are. I went to we went to eat uh, across the uh, across the state line, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so the arena the arena is in Missouri. Is in Missouri, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me a lot just the um, uh, you know where the arena is compared to the hotel, and there's different places to eat. It's very much got a Indianapolis feel to it, uh, with a midwestern more midwestern flavor, Midwest to, to west feel. It's a great basketball, you know, history here, of course. So, with the University of Kansas and, you know, the the uh, Naismith and everybody else, I mean, there's just a lot of connections to basketball here. And I know uh, Brad Underwood's played in the tournaments here. He's coached as an assistant here, and he's very familiar with everything here. And he says it's fantastic and um, should be a fun night tonight. Uh, i got another caller here. Uh, Gary's on the line. Good morning, Gary. Gee, you must not be staying at our hotel. I haven't run into you yet. Oh, run into <laughs> we're me? In Kansas City. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're in Kansas City also. <laughs> I got I got a lost in all Illinois. the uh, yeah, a lot of Illinois people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot, lot of, lot of cowboy fans too. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were <laughs> yes. They all left today. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> did you two watch the game last night with Michigan? I did. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean. Arizona annihilated them, and I, they are scary. I think Arizona looked awesome. How many lob dunks did they get? Uh, oh, I don't know, eight, nine, or ten. <laughs> I mean, boy, they were really good at it, and it was different guys doing it too. Well, their seven footer is really agile. I mean, he's not. He, there's a huge difference between him and the center for Michigan. I mean, he yeah. he sort of lumbers and the. Arizona guy is quick and has a lot of athletic moves. That's that will be if they're on. That will be a really tough game for Illinois. Yeah, that's right. But it is home. Yes. Oh, yeah. That I helps. Know, but, and of mm-hmm. course, 
Wichita State came back on them the game before that, so maybe they had an off night, but they were certainly on last night. So, And Michigan looked horrible. You know that Wichita State got 80 shots in that game against them. Mm. 80, 8 that's a, they got 21 more shots and lost huh. to Arizona. Wow. Yeah, Harry, 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 Combs. Harry, Harry Combs would like that. No, he shots. wanted 100. He wanted 100? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I thought Arizona was scary. That's all I had to say. Yeah, well, they sure looked like it. Uh, yes, they were. They're, they're very athletic, much more athletic than Michigan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, well, speaking Michigan, of athleticism, did you know that Illinois is number two in the nation in rebounds? No. Yeah, that's pretty good. They yeah. got a lot of offensive rebounds in those games early. Yeah. A lot. Well, so first, I mean, the first two games are, I mean, that's not, you know, after maybe two or three or four Big Ten games and then look at the stats because those first two teams were not super competitive. For well, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. well. We'll uh, we'll see you championship game tomorrow night, and we'll see you at the arena. So, you you will. I'll come by. Okay. All right. Okay, bye. Talk to you later. Thanks, Gary. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven ten twenty three. Let me get a break in here. We've got news coming up in a little bit. Bottom of the hour. Lauren's with us till the top of the hour. We'll do an hour here tomorrow from Kansas City uh, for the second day of this event uh, here in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, and then we'll be back. Uh, Later in the week, Scott, by the way, is hosting on Wednesday. And I want to mention here that uh, Scott's going to have a chef on from Harvest Market, Lauren. He's going to welcome their questions on Thanksgiving and turkey cooking. Okay. So if you have any questions on Wednesday, uh, visit with uh, Scott and his guests from Harvest Market on fixing your turkey. All right. I usually let <laughs> We're going to have one. We're going to have one. They don't let me in the kitchen for that. Uh, that so. I'll uh, I'll stir the mashed potatoes or, or something like that. All right, well, t- a quick break. Back with more here from Kansas City. Good to have you with us on A Penny for Your Thoughts. It's Illinois and Cincinnati coming up tonight here from Kansas City. That's where I am. Lauren is back in the studio. The Illini last played Cincinnati December 31st, 2004 in Las Vegas. You know how crazy Las Vegas can be. You ought to be there on New Year's Eve night. Uh, Illinois won that game 67-45. to uh, Illinois um, in the game, uh, Cincinnati shot 28% in the loss. Darren Williams had 18. D. Brown had 13. Roger Powell had 13. Luther Head had 11. Uh, the NCAA tournament game uh, in in uh, Columbus, Illinois led 49-33 at the half. Darren had 31. Roger had 22. The Illini went on to Atlanta to play Duke in the Sweet 16. 1984, Illinois won 87-65. Ken Norman had 17. Anthony Welch had 14. George Montgomery had 14.6 rebounds and five assists <laughs> in the win. How about that? And the other meeting, Lauren, was in 1963. It was the year that uh, Cincinnati went to the championship game against Loyola. Yeah, Cincinnati. This was the year of um, they had they, they Thacker and and Yates were gone from the from the previous championship team, mm-hmm. and they had uh, George Wilson from Marshall won two state championships at Marshall in Chicago, and they had. Um, 
great player from Muncie Bonham uh, on that team in 63. And Illinois was ranked th- three going into that game, and Cincinnati was ranked number one. Mm. And uh, Cincinnati won that game, 62-53. Yeah, and that was uh, the second, second loss for Illinois that season. And I've seen two different things, Lauren. I, one says uh, it was at Illinois. The other says it was at Chicago Stadium. Well, I think it was uh, at the stadium. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, it was, so. at, it was at Chicago Stadium, and, and this was a big game. I mean, a huge crowd up there, and... Illinois was playing games, you know, against Notre Dame most in, in most of those years uh, in, in that era mm-hmm. at the stadium. And, and, of course, in this case, they played Cincinnati. And since this was a, the top game in the country. This was, a, this was the 63 team with Dave Downey and, 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 and that, whole, that old lineup of Starnes and Burwell and Small and Brady, Brody. Uh, this is the year after Colangelo, of course. He didn't play in that game. But... Uh, you know, Downing was the star of that team, and yet all those guys were, were good scorers. And uh, Cincinnati, their only loss that year was to Loyola yep. in overtime in yep. the championship game. Yep, yep. So <laughs> that's yep. a pretty good matchup. 28-2 and two, uh, wound up Loyola, 26-1 and one Cincinnati with the loss. But, uh, yep, so that was the other time they played, and that's the only loss for Illinois to Cincinnati. The other three have been have been wins. Uh, somebody says there's a Fats Domino version of the Kansas City song. I bet there is. Uh, I think I'm sure. Yep, I'm sure that's true. Uh, good morning, guys. Will Illini football end up recruiting? End up in the upper half of the Big Ten this year? In which sport? Uh, I'm assuming football. Yeah, football recruiting. Well, the answer is probably no. That they won't end up in the first. In the no, they they won't end up in the first half in the top half because. They're they're too far down now, and they've got they've got at least nine. I I should know the exact number, but at the last I looked, they had like nineteen players, and they can only take twenty five. I mean, they can. The, the plan is to take twenty five high school players and maybe seven transfers. I mean, that's kind of the semi plan, and I think I'm right on that. They are allowed an extra seven this year only, so you can take thirty two players this year only. But Illinois. Uh, now, if you're go- talking about transfers, that's a whole other story. We don't have them yet, but uh, before it's all over, Illinois will have a number of transfers, and that'll change the the ranking. But everybody else will too. Uh, Brian, I didn't like Illinois as the only team. Somebody uh, mentioned, and we'll talk about this after the break too. But uh, somebody mentioned on TV last night they were talking about more college basketball coaches are playing more players now because if you don't play, uh, there's a chance you're going to chance you you're going to transfer. Yep. And exactly. so you almost got to try to keep them happy so that you play them enough and it's changing some rotations. I, I thought that was interesting. I think that's anyway. probably accurate. Yeah. Uh, Bill is with us here. Bill, how you doing, Bill? Uh, I just uh, remember that game where Dar- Darren scored 31 against Cincinnati. The story came out after the game that Cincinnati and Illinois were sitting in the stands before their game, you know, they were just watching like the first half before they went down to get dressed. Yeah. And I guess there was, uh, Cincinnati was trash talking Illinois quite a bit. Yeah. And they told Darren Williams that he was too pretty to play basketball and he dropped 31 on them. So I love that game. Well, there was some kind of uh, confusion going into the, going into the locker room, going down the tunnel or, or something that I remember. But what I remember is there was something with a sign that said Illinois on it. I don't know huh. if it was Illinois this way or, I don't know what it was, but reportedly the Cincinnati, somebody from Cincinnati knocked over the sign or something, 
or tore it down or there was something because we were getting little uh, you know bits and scraps of information courtside and we don't know exactly what happened but uh, but it got our guys fired up. I do remember Bruce Weber and the guys on staff telling me that that at that time Cincinnati will try to punch you in the mouth. You know, not literally, but from an emotional standpoint, they were going to try to punk you early and see what you were made of. And if you punched back, you had them. You could beat them. And Illinois certainly punched back that day. Yeah, that was a heck of a game. Darren was really super that game. Yes, he was. Roger wasn't bad either. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was fun because, like I say, they, were, they always had the big, muscular – it seemed like they were all 6'9", 250. You know, they were all just, just oh, you know, oh, yeah. big, big specimens, big brutes back then. So. Absolutely. Yep. Very good. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Yep, good to hear from you. Thank you. Uh, do we have Jim Dye on the line here? We do. We did. Jim Dye. What's going I'm on, here. Jim? Yeah, hey, I'm okay. You know, a previous caller stole my thunder on Arizona. Uh, they're outstanding, but the other team I saw over the weekend play was Purdue, and I thought they were were great, and they're going to be a problem. Yeah, they're the number one team in the league right now, without a doubt. I mean, when you got uh, Michigan State losing, Michigan losing, Illinois losing, I mean, Indiana's up there too. They haven't lost yet, have they? Well, they got that big Chinese guy in the middle, and they've got uh, Ivy, who's terrific, and mm-hmm. they had that shooter, uh, the white kid with the foreign-sounding name, and he was burying him from all over the place. I think that. Uh, I think. Well, that Thompson hit hit four. Uh, didn't didn't he hit four threes in that last game? Yeah, I don't Purdue? know about that, but you know, Matt Painter always kind of flies. Seems like he flies under the radar. He's always got a good team, although you're not always talking about him. But uh, they're going to be they're going to be a real problem. So I think we're yeah. going to have to. Have to uh, when they come on the court, we better be ready because then we better handle the ball and play defense. And of course, Arizona was uh, sensational last night. They're they're mm-hmm. really looking good. Yeah. They didn't have a loss a thing since uh, they lost their coach and the new guy came in. Mm. Yep, you ever been to Kansas City, Jim? I have been to Kansas City. I have yeah. been uh, to the ballpark there and to the Truman Presidential Library and. Uh, next door, that's uh, it's not in Kansas City. It's in where you would know that, Brian. You're a historian. Oh yeah, and talking about the um, uh, Truman, Truman Home and the Presidential yeah, Indi- Library, Indi- Independence, isn't it, Missouri? It is. You're correct. Yeah. You're correct. And of course, I hear yeah. they got some pretty good ribs there too. They do. Good barbecue. <laughs> we had some yesterday. It was great. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, hey, you guys have a nice Thanksgiving. I just wanted to let you know about all the dangerous teams that. Are lurking and lying. And <laughs> you bet they are. <laughs> Thank okay, you, bye-bye. Jim. Appreciate appreciate you calling in his contribution today on a Monday morning quarterback show. Let me get to the news here at the uh, bottom of the hour. I'm running a little behind here. Our news update brought to you by Blaine's Farm and Fleet, your ag headquarters, helping you get the job done right with farm supplies and equipment, fencing, feed, and more. Wisconsin-based, family-owned since 1955 i got my credential now i can get in the building tonight that's good i just got handed that and we'll be back from kansas city here after the news all right first and 10 at the 16 of iowa peters going to the end zone to isaiah williams with a catch and he's got it and they have kept fighting to the finish here with 31 seconds to go in the game isaiah williams with a touchdown catch Brandon Peters fires it over the middle, and Williams, number one, jumping up to get it under the goalpost, and the Illini back within 11 at 33-22. We're in Kansas City as we bring you Penny for your thoughts today. 
Lauren Tate's in studio. We'll have the game tonight. Our coverage beginning at 3.30. Tip-off at 5.30 from the arena downtown. T-Mobile Center was known as the Sprint Center for a long time. Kemper Arena is an older building. Lauren, about 30 years ago, I did a lot of games at Kemper Arena, the old NAIA uh, national tournament across yeah. town. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, that was always fun to do that. So been to Kansas City a few times. Had some barbecue yesterday. And also some Italian food, so we're all fed up for the tournament, I think. As well, far Mike, as that Hale, goes. Mike Hale wants to take credit for giving you the right directions on where yes. to get the best barbecue. He did, yes. Q39. <laughs> yes, he did. By the way, you just mentioned the, the, uh, the touchdown catch by Isaiah Williams. And if I'm coaching the Illinois football team, which I won't be doing, I'd find some way to get him that ball more often next year. He's, he's got some real talent, and yet... It's been sparingly used. Is that a fair statement? Mm-hmm. I mean, when not, he, not as much as people would like. I think. No, I mean, when he gets it, he's he can he can erupt, and he hasn't had the long touchdown play. He hasn't had the long plays I expected to come from him from that position. He he, he hasn't caught that many balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe several each game, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. He, he hasn't been a superstar like like Bell or some of those guys. I mean, it looked like he could, he ought to be able to get open, and, and he's really hard to tackle when he gets the ball. He made a, Speak- nice, made a nice run from scrimmage in, that, in, the, in the game, too, against, against Iowa. Speaking of that and receivers, uh, good morning, gentlemen. Seems Deuce Span and re-injured his hamstring again on the deep post route. Um, the team has made big strides on defense, hasn't been consistent quarterback play. I know they're holding a hat. I hope they're holding a hat at the end of the week, talking about the Land of Lincoln trophy. But uh, I don't know, Deuce. Yeah, when he went on that long pass route, then he kind of, kind of limped back to the sideline. Yeah, he kind of gimpy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, Lauren, what well, was in Kansas City yesterday? Uh, we went to the Negro uh, League's Hall of Fame. Oh, did you? In that, which is really, uh, you know, spectacular to to be inside and see the history of that. That was, uh, you know, of course, Satchel Page, one of the headliners there. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, you know, we've had a couple of guys uh, here in in our community as well. Um, you know, J.W. Pirtle was one, of course, and um, yeah, uh, to mention one. And I mean, there's uh, just some some great names in that uh, in those leagues, and some great players. Of course, Jackie Robinson uh, came out of there, but a lot about the Kansas City Monarchs, of course, too. So that was uh, pretty pretty fun to look at. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven is our number. Text line two one seven three five one five three five seven, and you can email us talk at wdws.com somebody had a question about listening to the radio broadcasts in the assembly hall or state farm center uh why is there a delay to what i see uh it didn't used to be that way i've checked with ed basically it's just the delay box i think uh from what you know there's a seven or eight second delay i think well it depends on what kind of tv you have at home also Mm -hmm. but uh, with me i you were about Oh, I'd say six, seven seconds ahead at least um, mm-hmm. in the game Saturday. So I could listen to you, and then I could watch the play that I that you told me had happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it gave you a uh, it gave you a heads up. You gave me yeah. You gave, the whole play was over. I, in fact, I could write it down and then and then watch it, which is you know just to mm-hmm. keep keep my own stats. But um, I. Uh, I I was going to. By the way, the other name I was trying to think of, Lauren, was Ernie Westfield. Was the yeah, other one. and you know, yeah. I can never think of Ernie's name. I played against yeah. Ernie. Did you? And he, oh yeah, he 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 mm-hmm. played in Champaign back in my EI League days, and and uh, 
but I can, somehow I just forget his name. I tried to remember it just now, and it just slips me. But uh, Ernie was a powerhouse pitcher and a powerhouse hitter. He was both. He's a big, strong guy. And a lot of people forget Henry Aaron started. Mm-hmm. And well. Ernie, Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks. Yeah, there was a lot of just some great, great history in there. If you ever get a chance to uh, to stop by, I think it's only $10 to get in. But it's uh, it's well worth it. And uh, they've replicated a field with a fence, a wooden fence. And uh, they've got some of the big, big names uh, from the Negro Leagues that, uh, you know, uh, Buck O'Neill and different other names that are statues inside that are on the field. Uh, you know, Cool Papa Bell mm-hmm. uh, was one other one. So that, it's uh, it's really interesting to uh, to look at. So anyway, if you get a chance, do that. And, of course, in great, enjoy the great barbecue here as well. If you're a uh, first responder, you need a tune-up. Uh, the folks at uh, Castle Home Comfort, eighty nine fifty for the tune-up for your furnace and your air conditioner. They'll do, do a two-for-one for you there. Give them a call at 217-352-2800, 217-352-2800. For the folks at Castle Home Comfort, they have more than 40 years of experience. They work on practically all heating and cooling brands and models. Our expert team ensures a job done right every time. And uh, our goal is your comfort, they say, over at uh, Jeff Kenyon and his team at Castle Home Comfort. So, again, make sure you also, if you need them, the $79 service fee, on-call technicians, 24-7, available at Castle Home Comfort, 217-352-2800. Let me get another break in here. We'll come back. Got a few minutes to go here with Lauren Tate as we continue here on A Penny for Your Thoughts, our Monday morning quarterback edition. Overlooking downtown Kansas City, we're uh, downtown at the Marriott and uh, the broadcasting live as we bring you the tournament tonight, the Hall of Fame Classic. It's been going on. A lot of teams they uh, try to bring in, uh, Lauren, they usually try to include Kansas or Kansas State or Missouri or Oklahoma or Iowa State. I'm just looking at the list of teams that have uh, played in this event over the year, uh, over the years, and so they try to add at least one kind of Big 8, Big 12 regional team they've got arkansas of course not far away and they've got illinois now and of course kansas state and uh well i'd like a bruce weber matchup wouldn't you well i'd love it but i i just wonder can they handle arkansas arkansas i think is on the move these days isn't it oh yeah well they were lead eight last year yeah with uh, musselman as the coach yeah um by the way maui gets underway today not in maui but in las vegas yeah they moved it this year why did they move it I think it's for COVID. COVID, okay. From what I understand, yeah, okay. they moved it. They didn't have it. They had it elsewhere last year too. But uh, Texas A and M and Wisconsin, first game. Butler and Houston, Oregon and Chaminade, St. Mary's and Notre Dame. Oregon is supposed to have a good team, and boy, they got bombed the other day. I'm not sure they're as good as they thought they would be. And I got a text here that says I was at the Marquette game. Looked like Trent tweaked his shoulder and wanted to come out, but stayed in. Uh, beyond Trent and Curbella, we don't have depth at ball handling. Well, I, th- I think that's a fair statement, but uh, as long as you got those two, we're in pretty good shape. I think you'll see Curbella make a pretty strong bounce back tonight. Not not necessarily with big stats, just playing a good solid game because he can, he can set up the other guys. And he only had three assists in the last game and, and with those seven turnovers. So I, I think he'll turn that around in this game. 
And as you've said multiple times, Lauren, I mean, we had 26 turnovers. Curbelo had seven of them. Yep. We had 19 other turnovers. Yeah. Now, Curbelo and Hawkins combined for 12 of them. Yeah, I, yeah, I went back and, and um, looked at the second half of the game, and we just made a lot of mistakes offensively and defensively. We had some breakdowns. So, I mean, this is something they've got, they've got to work on. But it, I think it is true that when Kofi is in there, it's easier for other guys to get to the basket. He seems to, he seems to be a, a blockade for, for guys that are going to come and try to block that shot. And I, I thought that, that, that was brought up by um, Curbelo that sometimes he got several shots blocked. Of his 18 shots, several were blocked, uh, drive-ins that were blocked. And uh, if Kofi's in there, you've got to be a little more careful when you go flying at him. Yeah, and I would think that if you're a defense and you've got a sag on Kofi, I mean, so that they give you more freedom right on the other players, I would think. Well, what they're going to do, they're going to they're double-team Kofi. You know that. And other guys are going to have to make baskets. I mean, Granison's got to hit baskets. Fraser's got to hit bat. They're going to have to make some shots. They haven't shot well so far this year. It's my view that this is a good shooting team that hasn't shot well. Now, I might be wrong uh, no, on Coleman uh, Hawkins. I mean, I think he's a good shooter, but he hasn't shown me yet. Yeah, he's uh, nearly averaging a double-double despite that. Yeah, uh, well, getting a lot of dunks. <laughs> right, a lot of dunks. But you're right, Illinois shooting as a team at uh, 42%. They're better yeah, they're, than that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I think I think they should be mid, mid-40s mid at least, um, if not higher. So, And they were close to 50% a lot last year. Yeah, the, uh, the, well, the, when you get Kofi's layups and, and Io's layups, that really helps your percentage. Doesn't always indicate just how good a shooter. I mean, the, the percentage doesn't always tell you how good a shooting team might be because you don't know what kind of shots they're getting. But if, if uh, I think Illinois will get good shots and I think they will make them at a high percentage, I don't think they'll get as many layups as they got last year because Io, there's nobody like Io on this team. Uh, hi, Brian and Lauren. Good show as usual. You brought up a good point about Isaiah Williams. Also, I had several people that watched the game said the Iowa kickoff return was done because the holding was not called on the play. Well, I have not seen the play. What do you guys think? I, I don't know about that. I heard about I that, know. but I, that could be. But, you know, you can't go around complaining about holding. They hold every play, don't they? <laughs> you know. and, and for people that didn't see it, he, he started on one side of the field yep. in the corner, ran all the way across to the other side, and uh, then ran up the left sideline and, and scored. It has to be a shock. To have a guy return it on you when uh, we, you spent the whole entire season running down and running through the end zone and running back to the uh, running back to the bench because the ball was uh, was was not returned. I mean, just think of that: ten games and you only had four football kickoffs returned, hmm. and now all of a sudden, boom, it hits you. You know. Got a, got an email here. Lawrence says in 1964, I went to Peoria to see Bradley play the Bearcats. This was essentially a matchup of Chet the Jet Walker and the Big O. Yeah, I was at that game. Were you? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. With only, and then see if their memory's right here. With only a few seconds left, the Big O got the ball under the basket, made a shot by arching the ball over the bank board to win the game. I have no memory of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that was uh, a big deal to go to that game. I just, you know, that was a, that was a whopper. I made a lot of those uh, in the 60s. I made a lot of those uh, – trips to Chicago Stadium when I could to see Illinois play. Um, and I, I, I'm trying to – but I can't remember specifically one game 
as opposed to the others. I mean, they all kind of run together now so, all these years later. I would think so. As a listener says, a memory of memories. So yeah, and, uh, it stuck out for them too. But, yeah, there were some great basketball matchups. Oh, terrific. In, in, in the Chicago Stadium. I mean. Um, yeah, Harry liked to go up there. They, that was a kind of a – it was a, almost an annual thing that we'd go to the stadium. And uh, haven't played Notre Dame a lot. We will play them again soon. We'll play them a week from today. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's coming up. We got four games in seven days here, basically. Whole bunch of games coming up, including Missouri, that are going to determine just where. And then, of course, at, in the beginning of uh, December, you got uh, Rutgers and Iowa in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And so, there, uh, in the next few weeks, you're going to find out. People worried about Illinois' ranking. Don't worry about it. You'll either you, if you win games, you're going to be ranked. There's no question. Got it's a lot take, of a lot of tests yeah. coming. Good. Going to take care of itself. If you have a yes, collision, sir. if you have a collision you need fixed, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. They've done this for over uh, 20 years now, close to 30 years now. And we'll have to check the number of vehicles they've worked on. But uh, Dave and Bill, they can tell you everything you'd like to hear about collision repair. They'd rather prove it. Their motto is where action speaks louder than words. They get all kinds of great reviews. You can go to the uh, website, gallomiller.com. They hope you don't need their service, but if you do, Certainly they're there, and if you've had an accident of any kind, you know how uh, discombobulating that can be. So give them a call, 217-353-0770. Go to the website, gallomiller.com. One of our great sponsors here with Dave and Bill on a penny for your thoughts. Well, I know, Lauren, you'll be back uh, this afternoon, uh, 3.30. We'll uh, crank it up again with the pregame show. and what uh, I'm looking forward to getting over there. That's going to be a, it's a kind of a modern-looking building with the uh, kind of reflective glass exterior, um, but uh, holds a lot of people and should be a good night. Well, the next next month of basketball is going to be a lot of fun, Brian. A lot of games. A lot of big games. we got that Arizona game that we saw them play last night, and uh, they, they look really good too. So a lot of big ones. Well, Lauren, it'll be fun, and we look forward to uh, talking with you later today. All right. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate, appreciate your work. Thank you. Uh, Lauren Tate with the uh, News Gazette, of course, and on the radio with us. Appreciate all he does for us and uh, being with us each Monday on the Monday morning uh, quarterback show. Tomorrow I'll be here as well. Uh, We'll have one hour, Paul Rudy on the money. Scott Beatty will host the show on Wednesday. As we mentioned, we'll have a chef on from Harvest Market if you have some questions in regards to uh, turkey preparation. So we'll have that on uh, Wednesday. There'll be a best-of show Thursday. And I think we're going to have the uh, Blake's putting that together for us, but I think the uh, Trent and Teresa Meacham interview we did recently, if you missed that, and I think the Amber Oberheim uh, family interview we did back in the summer will be, I think, the two uh, best of there, maybe something else as well. And then uh, Friday I'll be back in studio for the only time this week, and we'll get you ready for the weekend, Illini Friday, and a flashback Friday as well. Ed Bonds, our engineer on site, thanks to him. Thanks to Blake back in the studio. Thanks to Lauren Tate. Thanks to all of you. We'll talk to you later tonight from Kansas City, Illinois, against Cincinnati. WDWS Champaign-Urbana. We'll talk to you later today.